Okay, hello everyone and welcome to our mini chat series that we're launching. Um, we don't really have a set time for this right now. We're thinking it'll be like 10 to 15 minutes. And the goal here is to learn something new about like self-care, healing. Um, Savannah Silifant is here um, with me, Sammy and Jess <laughs> of Slate and Clove. Um, and we wanted to have Savannah on to talk a little bit about Reiki. It's something that we've heard of, maybe you've heard of from our poll today. Um, well, we're gonna launch this later, but live today, our poll earlier indicated that most of you know what Reiki is, but we kind of wanted to learn more about the roots, um, a little bit about the history, where it comes from, and have a better understanding of the practice as a whole. Um, so the reason we've asked Savannah to join us today is because we're um, very much so in alignment when it comes to healing work and spirituality. Um, and Savannah just got her level two certification in Reiki and we were just hoping she could teach us a bit more about this ancient and sacred practice. So if this sounds like your thing, definitely stick around with us and learn something new. And then definitely let us know if you have any questions or comments, um, drop us a line, DM us, whatever. And so, um, Savannah, if you want to go ahead and do a little personal introduction, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, hi everybody. My name is Savannah Silifant, um, formerly or also known as Savannah Silly. Um, I am a level two certified Reiki practitioner and I'm working my way into my master's. So I'm taking weekly Reiki practice classes. So once I reach 10, then I can take my master class and then I can go from there and actually teach people about Reiki and host my own classes. But for right now, this is my modality and the way of doing that. Um, so for me, I grew up in Wheaton, Illinois, and I moved to the East Coast in about 2010 and I'm currently residing in Virginia Beach. I'm a mom and a wife and just learning as she goes in her spiritual practice and her spiritual journey. On a personal level, I play with a bunch of different tools such as crystals and I do meditation and gratitation, gratitude, gratitude journals. That would be cool. Gratitation. I That's like something that. new. New work. Let's I love make... it. <laughs> gratitude journals. Um, I do tarot cards um, and all of the sorts. Um, I do have a deep love for these practices as they help me put in touch with my higher self and my angels and my spirit guides. Um, but along my personal journey, I always wanted to try to find a further way in um, and find the, the highest version of myself to best portray myself. So I began to look inward and what happened was it was around 2017 and I had a near death experience giving birth to my daughter. And I just realized right then and there how quickly everything can just be snatched from us. So I had years and years of work, working on myself. And I realized, you know, I really actually need to walk the walk and talk the talk and practice what I preach. And so I took even a further dive into it. And then next thing I know, I found Reiki healing online. And so I went ahead, I said, why not? Let's go ahead and try it. So I had my first healing myself and I was just blown away and I was hooked. And I saw that the Reiki master who did the healing on me was hosting a Reiki level one training course. I said, I just have to do it. I have to tap into it. And the very first time I felt that Reiki energy in my own hands, I was just hooked and 
it's all just been uphill ever since. Amazing. I had no idea about that. So um, that's wild. Uh, and I'm glad you kind of shared it with us today because um, I don't know, I didn't know that going in. So it's even more exciting to like learn about your story and background, even though we have talked a bunch um, just to get to the root of what, what got you to this practice. Yeah, it was, um, it was 2012 ish is when I first started tapping into like all these different modalities of healing. Um, I was recent, I was then diagnosed with ADHD and depression and I was just like a cesspool of negativity and sadness. And, you know, I was really holding on to a lot of childhood trauma and I was just really tethering myself to it and I wouldn't let it go. I let it start to identify me like what I was known for. Um, and when I got those two diagnoses, I just realized, you know, like, how long do I have to be sad for? Like, do I have to keep doing this? Why, why can't I just be happy? And, you know, no discredit to anyone who, you know, takes medication for depression or ADHD, but control was something I had so little of growing up. And I just wanted to figure it out on my own. And that's how I kind of got into the whole entire thing. Wow, I think a lot of people can identify with that too. Like having those struggles leads you to want to realize like what can I do that that isn't just like turning to medication or things like that. Like you want to find the core. And I'm a big um, advocate for like a mixture of both. Like Western medicine, Eastern thought has been my thing. I was, um, I can relate to you in a number of ways with like um, childhood trauma, dysfunction, growing up, um, and just not really knowing how to deal with all these feelings I was having. And that's what led me to like a lot of the healing work and led me to um, like a lot of ancient healing traditions that I really like resonate with and um, practice today. So, um, but I learned over time that actually I need a combination of both. I couldn't just do one. It just didn't work for me. And that might be how some others feel too. So definitely um, just into like whatever works for the individual. Um, no shame in whatever route you choose. But, oh, sorry. I was like tapping the table. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, if we get back on the topic of Reiki and like um, the history, like you told us a little bit about how you found it. Could you dive into a little bit of um, like, where did Reiki come from, the roots and like anything we should know about the history? Great. <laughs> so Reiki originated thousands and thousands of years ago back in Japan. Um, the current form that we use today developed in the 1920s by a Japanese Buddhist. And I can try to say his name, but I'm pretty sure I'll butcher it. I believe it's Mikao Osui. Don't know. But <laughs> yeah, so we have him to thank as well as the Japanese culture for this form of healing because that's where it came from. And innocent Reiki is a form of alternative medicine. It's an energy healing. And the word Reiki itself is a combination of two Japanese words. Rei, which means God's wisdom or higher power, and then key is life force energy. So Reiki is actually spiritually guided life force energy. 
Um, for the Reiki session, a practitioner basically acts as a conduit of life force energy, God energy, source energy, whatever you want to call it. And so we harness that source energy and it travels through our crown, through our bodies and out of our hands and out of our hands into your body. So as a healer, not only am I sending the energy into your body, I'm also reading the energy coming off of you. And so while I'm doing this, generally my eyes are closed and that way I can focus on the sensations I'm getting back onto my hands, as well as any visions I may see or any messages that I may hear. And with those observations, I can attune your energy to your needs. And then at the conclusion of the healing, you and I can discuss it and we can have a nice conversation about it and see how it resonates with you and if it makes sense with you and steps that I can. And then from there, I can provide spiritual support and steps that we can do to heal like those specific chakras. Because with the Reiki healing, you're healing the different chakra centers in your body. Cool. And about how long um, is a session? I'm sorry if you already mentioned that. <laughs> no, you're fine. So um, I can do like a speed round where I can only just do maybe like your heart and your crown. Um, I can also just do about like a minute on each one. Um, or they can go as long as like an hour. But that's a very intense one. Yeah, what would be like the most common? Like what's, what, what's the typical, like the most, you know, the one people usually go for? I think if someone is booking an in-person Reiki session, it's going to be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Um, but however, when I was at the retreat in Florida, they were averaging about seven to 10 minutes each, um, just because I was give, trying to give everyone a fair amount of time, about a minute on each chakra. And then we'd have a discussion time as well. That is so amazing. So that was at the Metaf Metamorphosis Retreat, right? In Florida that you just went yeah. It was amazing. It was, I've never done anything like that because, you know, being only level two, I only have like my close family and friends who are into it and who let me practice on them. So this was completely different because not only did I have to go up and talk about Reiki to however many people, I think it was only like 40 people there, but that's still, it can be a little daunting. Yeah. Um, but then also the turnout for people waiting in line for a healing blew me away that people were so open to it and so receptive to it. Um, and it was like a rapid fire speed round type of situation where it was just seven to 10 minute healings back to back to back for four hours. Wow. So yeah, it was very feel like your energy is drained from um, performing and did you need to take breaks throughout? Um, so at the end of each healing, um, when I basically, at the end of each healing, I'm back at the head chakra and I encounter encapsulate the body with source energy so that way they can take the healing with them and then when they're ready to receive it they can go ahead and absorb that energy so after I encapsulate with them I pretty much make like a zipper pull where I say I disconnect from so-and-so's energy now and then I disconnect from it and I do that as many times as I need to until I feel like I've disconnected from their energy um, I did, I will say after all of that though, it took about two full days to recuperate because even though I disconnected, I was still hearing everybody's stories, envisioning and hearing all those messages and it does stay with you. So um, it's a good thing to also do Reiki healings on yourself too, because you can do that also. Oh, that's amazing. Interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. So typically how do people walk away from a healing session? Like what kind of feelings should they walk away with or is it kind of different for everyone can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so some people will be highly emotional 
crying, sad, but also, you know, they might have a sense of hope or happiness because maybe this is something they've never experienced before. They've never felt this type of energy. So I have a lot of people coming out of it, you know, just feeling that sense of like the weightlessness or the weight coming off of their shoulders. Yeah, a release, a sense of peace or a sense of oneness. Um, And then, you know, you have some people who maybe are giving it a go, but they're not entirely open to it. So they're just like, okay, thank you. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but the whole, the whole, the great thing about the Reiki healing is that it's an energy healing. So when I encapsulate them with it, that energy can go with them because energy knows no time and space. So when they are open and their heart opens and is ready to receive that healing, then they can get it however far down the line, which is a great thing. So, um, I did have, I think overall people will walk away feeling that overall sense of oneness, calm and peace. So, and I think the messages that are relayed after a conversation to really help. If there's one thing that people watching this could take from Reiki and apply to like a self-care ritual or routine, is there anything that they themselves can do when they're thinking about like their energy and healing and um, kind of the roots of Reiki? Yes. So one thing like I tapped into earlier is that you can give Reiki healings to yourself. Um, and that every person not only is capable of giving Reiki healings, but you have that energy within you because you are source energy and you just have to learn how to tap into it. And a beautiful way that you can just start by tapping into it is if you want to or do meditate. Um, one way that I start off each Reiki healing is by having the person getting the healing, envisioning a person, a place, an event, whatever it may be that when you envision it, it just brings a smile to your face. And so I want you to take three deep breaths and envisioning that thing in your heart opening. And that way your heart is open and you're accepting source energy into your heart. And so this is something maybe you can do at the beginning of a meditation practice as well to center yourself and just welcome in that energy healing. So maybe just a little tidbit for a starting point. Yeah, like I want to go do that right now. I like, know. Now, like, let's go. Let's I'm go like, do a meditation. What would I think about what would be my like happy place? I wonder. So, um, mine's always mine's always Vera, or like the, her when I first gave birth to her. Like it's always it's easy with that, but it could be. I've had some people who have really hard time, you know, who maybe are carrying a lot of baggage or a lot of trauma, and you know, their life is shit and they can't think of anything. I'm like, okay, well, how was your cup of coffee this morning? Like, how was that? You know, you could pick literally anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I'd choose my puppy. (laughs) Snuggling with my dog. Cause I don't, I don't have a real baby. I have a fur baby. So that's my happy place. That works. That works. (laughs) I don't know. I do stuff like this for work all the time, but it's different when it's your own thing. Mm -hmm. So I know. Like, I don't know how to respond to what you're saying. <laughs> like, I was thinking too much about it, but yeah, I'm like so pumped. Like that, that is amazing. And the only other thing I wish I would have asked more about is like, you're not necessarily touching. Are you touching people or you're just hovering? Both. So it just depends. So I always kind of ask consent in the beginning. So are you okay with hands-on touching? And if they are, then I'll do that. The only areas that I touch is for their root chakra, it's on their kneecaps, and then their crown. Um, their crown, I touch the top of their head. And then sometimes you can do the heart on their shoulders. 
but other than that, you know, you don't want to put it like all over their body. They may not feel comfortable with that. Are but people like laying down, sitting? Yeah, so you can do it either way. Um, I actually got myself like a nice, almost like massage chiropractic type of table, like where I can carry it with me with a nice like fuzzy cover. So it was really, mm. it was really nice. Um, my I'm sister told me. I'm to come visit you. <laughs> yeah. My sister said I needed to invest in myself, so I splurged. Oh <laughs> um, so I had them laying down on their back. Um, however, like in classes and stuff, you can just have people sitting in a chair. And then like those rapid Reiki sessions I was talking about where you can just do the crown. And then while they're sitting here, you can just put your hands on their shoulders and do the heart. And then you still encapsulate them and then you close out. So you can do little mini ones that way. Interesting. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's really amazing. Well, and what's great too is because you're when you're healing somebody else, you're also channeling that energy through you. So each time you're getting a healing as well. Yeah, which is nice. So I was gonna say I went to when I mentioned that like shamanic ritual um that I went to recently, the shaman actually had to take like a break as well during the ritual because he was healing like. I want to say like nine or 10 people doing a cleanse for each. And yeah. he's like, hold up. Like I need to walk away and like take a breather. Cause he was getting so much energy and it sounds, it's amazing how it kind of sounds similar. Excuse me. Similar in a way, uh, the way energy is used and the way he speaks about energy. So across cultures, it's kind of a similar thing and yeah. interesting. Yeah, I found, um, I found the same thing when I was there. Um, it was extremely draining. It made time go by really fast. I was only supposed to be doing it for two hours, but, um, and I didn't want to like brag, but it's also really cool that like I had, <laughs> I made a lot of people cry, <laughs> which was nice. It was nice though because people would go down and be like, "She saw my dead grandma," and like all like, <laughs> and so everyone else was like drinking their cocktails. They're like, "What's going on up there?" They're like, like, "Why is she crying?" But it's like tears of joy and release. Yeah, like, I had people waiting two hours, so I was like, "I can't stop." Like no. I had, I waited until the very last person, and people were so sweet and kind too. They're like, do you need more water? Do you need me to go grab you some food? They're like, I want you to be fueled up. So you're, you're, you're ready for me. That and is so, amazing. That's yeah. Awesome. So they're catering to me, which is really, really nice too. But, um, it was just, it was so beautiful and it was so cool too, because every single person's energy was completely different. So like for me, I realized, um, I obviously I like I see messages and I hear things and so one way I do that is like with the different chakra centers and are you familiar with the chakra centers and what they yeah. entail or what I mean so like well that's the other thing like with chakras I'm like that came from chakras came from like ancient Indian traditions right I think so well that's like what I'm aware of. so it's just cool how everything's like kind of interconnected yeah well and what's cool is that like so when I am start, like I always start in the crown and I open the crown chakra and then I move to the root chakra and I put my hands on their knees. And one way that I read that area now is because, you know, like the root chakra is all about your stability and your comfort and everything yeah. like that, finances, job, relationship. And so I always picture it as a red couch because the root chakra is red and 
what's more comfy than a couch? And so I put my hands on them and I just close my eyes and I ask, okay, how's their couch? And so however their couch appears to me is how the state of that chakra is functioning. And so not one couch out of the 40 something people was the same, which was really, really cool. I and like a vision of a red couch, but yeah. my couch was like, it was like a fat, fluffy, <laughs> rounded, like rounded, like old couch. And it was like, kind of like that, like wannabe leather, like the pleather. And it was, uh -huh. so like, if that's my couch, I feel bad for me. I have to do some, I don't want that couch. I have to do some adjustments there. Oh yeah. And it was, uh, it was just really cool. And that was the same way with like every chakra too. Like when I'd get to the sacral, you know, it's all about your inner child and your passion. So I'd be like, how's their, how's their inner child? And I would see what their inner child is doing or, you know, what makes them happy. I'm 100% booking a session with you. Wait, I have a question. So before you started your certification and everything, did you feel like you had like some other connection? Like, did you feel like you had this in you before? Yeah, well, and it's funny because I was been talking to my family as I was visiting them in Florida and my sister and my brother-in-law and stuff were like, you've always had a finger on it though, because like I've always had like supernatural encounters and stuff Your like that. Is strong. Yeah. Like I, and I didn't know what it was. So I just took it as spooky because you're supposed to be scared of spirits. Right. So like, or that it was demonic or this, that, and the other thing. But I also didn't realize how energy works and like your energy is going to pair with whatever energy is out there. So like, whatever kind of spirits or angels or demons or anything that may come to you is because you have that same frequency and they're like, Hey, you want to be pals? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that or know that at the time, but like, I've always had a finger on it. I was always like, you know, out in the backyard making potions and stews with twigs and berries and like, you know, dancing in the rain and doing things like that. And like seeing ghosts and this, that, and the other thing. And, um, I think that it's always been innately in me. I've just, been slowly discovering these parts yeah, of me and I have like an actual like power you know which we all do mm -hmm. I think people just have to find it and they have to explore it to play mm -hmm. and like I um have talked or like I mentioned like the third eye and your like ability to recognize that energy and those like more metaphysical things um I think my sister's always had like a really really open third eye or whatever people want to refer to it as and she has had um like a lot of like ghost encounters where I like wouldn't believe her when we were like teenagers I'd be like what are you talking about and then like as I became more open I've had different experiences where I'm like whoa okay like now I can understand how she has had a different experience with energy than I have and um she's actually certified in Reiki I'm not really sure what level but I know she does like pet healing yeah yeah very cool yeah yeah you can do it on pets obviously kids or whatever you can also infuse like inanimate objects with it too all things hold energy also which is really cool and she also taught me that with a pendulum I don't know what a pendulum is but how you can read the energy of things too which is cool. yes I actually had a, a boss that used a pendulum and would like I didn't even know what anything was going on and she'd like ask me questions and have her pendulum and she'd be like this is good for you this is not good for you or like blah 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 like let's find the right like dog food for your dog and I, I was like what is going on but 
<laughs> she now I know she was doing Reiki and like she was very yeah. energy healing and so I learned a little bit from that but I was just like huh and she mm -hmm. also used like a hoop of some sort and put it above like over me is that a thing uh I think essentially what she's is she like taking the hoop almost like down your body and up yes yeah, so she's probably doing an energy clearing or encapsulating you that way. But she, like, wouldn't tell me. So I'd just be like, okay, lady, whatever you want to do. I feel fine. I like her. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. It's cool you can do them from afar, but I would imagine, like, in person has got to be more impactful. Or does it really just depend on the person? Yeah, so, frankly, I haven't done a lot of distance. Um, but I definitely want to practice it and do better that way. Um, I think in-person is seriously impactful just because you have that face-to-face one-on-one communication as well and that connection. Um, I think also, I also explain at Reiki, it's like, it's like a medicine, it's like any other type of medicine and you can only receive it if you're willing to take the dose. So, you know, if you're completely appalled to it or not gonna like throw back, you know, the cherry liquid or whatever, you know, you're not going to get any of it. If you only take a sip, you're only going to get a little bit of it. Or if you just throw it back, you know, then you can have, you'll have the whole healing. But either way, if you're not open to it, you can still walk away with the energy healing. But it's just how open your heart is to accepting it and how open you are to accepting it. That's how much you'll receive, basically. So some people may call it placebo, but either way, if it works, I mean, the mind, the mind is a powerful thing. And I am like a firm believer in the mind body connection. And like you said, the placebo effect, it, that's real. So what does that say about us? Like you could be taking a pill thinking it's helping you and it's really just a sugar pill and you're healing from it. So what does that exactly. say about your mental state and the, the impact of the mind body connection? So yeah. that's why I'm like super into like, metaphysical things and and energy healing and believing like the whole um the secret of like mm -hmm. manifesting and um, using affirmations and just the power of thought yeah yeah definitely and it's amazing once you start harnessing into your own power and realizing that your power was never taken away and no one can ever take away your power and it's yours you just have to find it again and start the engines, the, those power engines again. And it's like, once you pop, you can't stop. Like, it just feels so- <laughs> Like good. a Pringle. <laughs> yeah, like, it just, it just feels really good. And you know, like, frankly, like, sometimes I fall off the bandwagon. Like, I just feel so good. I'm like, I don't need another ritual. I don't need to yeah. do my meditation or whatever. And it's like, then it's three days later and I'm just like, <laughs> I hate yeah. everything. I hate the world. I'm a, I'm a failure or I'm an imposter and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, meditate. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you go back and start again. I'm really glad you were able to like stay on with us. I know we're over time and I know you got to get back to Vera. Tell her we say she hi. Vera, her. So. Oh, <laughs> hey, she's got snacks and YouTube. That's all I need. <laughs> yep. She got Cheetos, Pringles. Ooh, got she's got good snacks. Well, we have those little eggs. Yeah, my Cadbury mini eggs. I've never had one before today. <gasps> I no. didn't know what they are. Yeah. Now I'm upset that I know because they're so good. Yeah. Well, they are delicious. I have to make her Easter basket. <gasps> Easter and then that bunny gets all the credit. 
I know. But hey, going to the dollar store is a great way to do it because you can get a lot for nothing. Yes. <laughs> oh, I like the way you think. All right. Well, please enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good Easter. Thanks. You too. And hi to Vera. And thank All you right. so much again for experimenting with us. And we'll mm -hmm. be in touch. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for experimenting with me and making me the first. <laughs> Yeah. I appreciate it. But thank you guys so much, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Bye, Bye. Santa. Bye.